Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Jesus, we have, like Pastor said, there's a meal spread out in front of us. Uh, we have a choice to s- look at some of the items and say, I want that, I don't want that. I think I want that and more of that. Or, w- with hunger, pull up a chair and say, God, I want it all. Jesus, we want it all this morning. God, we we live in a very crazy, noisy world and so... S- Moments like this are interrupted by reminders of bills and and Facebook posts, posts, and the the son who doesn't talk to you, the the fight you had in the car to get here, the temperature and the lights and the noise and the crying baby. But Jesus, I pray, we are attentive, that we're hungry for the next forty minutes, Lord, that we just like still our souls that we hear you may this shake us disturb us if you will oh lord but we pray we don't want to have a nice little service there's enough of that lord the urgency of the hour calls attention to diligence in hearing what the spirit of god is saying to the church right now lord will you please Please speak and may we have ears to hear you in Jesus' matchless, glorious, majestic name. Everybody said, come on, everybody said. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Have your seats, have your seats, have your seats. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk to you. a message that, that um, I, I struggled. I was like, Lord, really? Really? Uh-huh. Really. Really. So, so um, uh, uh, it, this message should be, should be like, like introduction to Christianity. It should be like first grade. But it's not. It's not because there's been what I call a distortion of the, of the original intent, a distortion of the, of the gospel here over the last 30 years where we, it's just changed. When we got saved, oh my goodness, it was different. Getting saved was disruptive. Jesus changed your life. Jesus shook you and changed you. It wasn't some cosmetic experience, but not these days. These days is Jesus light. Jesus light. You know, I was visiting a friend and and it was in Chicago and it was like it was cold it was cold Chicago couldn't get cold so as we're driving to I was preaching that morning we're driving to the church he says oh I gotta warn you Dr. Dennis um we we may not have a lot of people come today because it's really cold I'm like okay 
And of course, I'm looking at it was an affluent area. I know what affluent Americans do. You're in the car and you remotely turn your car engine on so it warms the car up. It's usually in a garage or something. You pull open the garage. So, so you really, so the debate for me in my head was, wait, um, they don't want to go from the garage, from the garage door into, the, into a warm car to drive to church and too cold to walk across the parking lot. I said, okay, okay, sure. So I went back in the summer. And so he leans again and he says, ah, Dr. Dennis, I got to warn you, there's not going to be a lot of people here tonight, today. And I'm like, why? Because it's, it's nice today. See, when it's nice, people go to the beach. So Sunday, Sunday's time to go to the sea, to the, to the lake shore. I'm like, wait. So, so, so I said, wait, so pastor, so the attendance is, is good between? Like, when? He said, yeah, in the fall and early spring. I'm like, what? I'm like, man, we, we just... That you that you went you oh church church you know when it when it was when it was cold when it was wet I mean uh, when it rained and you know rainy rainy season is like every day you know so when it rained you just have to just fold up fold up because it's gonna be messy it's gonna be messy and you just worship God you know and if you were unfortunate you had the spot where the where the papyrus reed thing was there was a leak you were like. Praise him, praise, hey, praise him in the morning, praise him in the morning. like, oh gosh, you know, and, and, and you, you know, he, he was crazy. And, and the bench, if you got bench space, we didn't even drink. First of all, we don't drink a lot, right? Do you notice we don't drink a lot? I, I notice when I take teams of white people or, or Americans, especially Americans, to, to, to Africa, we can have water. Water bottles. I'm like, okay, we'll get you water bottles. After a while, Lisa, because she's traveled, she's she's traveled for like 20 years now in Africa. First day, after a while, she says, okay, guys, stop it, stop, stop. This is Africa. Because you know, sometimes we're like in Masindi, and the poor pastor is like, oh God, water bottles. And so you see the where the Americans are sitting. There's water bottles. I'm like, it does not look good. Lisa's like, sorry, drink at the hotel. They're like, but we're 85% water. We we're gonna we're gonna dehydrate. We're gonna die. I said, no, you're not. She says, no, you're not gonna die. Because this does not make us look good. The part, this is a poor church having to spend money to buy water for us. She says, no, sorry. And I'm thinking, something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. There's been a distortion. Distortion. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. So... Prepare to be upset with me. But I'm leaving. When are we leaving? <laughs> I'm leaving. But, but if you get this message, if you get this, what the Spirit of God wants to share, to share with us today, you will be steadfast. Everybody says steadfast. 
It was steadfast. It was steadfast to you. It was okay. Uh, the name of the title of the message is called Lilaps. It's a Greek word. I, don't, I could not. There's no better word for this. L-A-I-L-A-P-S. Lilaps. It's a Greek word. And I'll explain. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Everybody say, imagine. Please say, imagine. When I speak, I want you to just open your entire, stop thinking. Because sometimes we read the Bible, we just read it linearly. And Jesus, no, 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 no. Can we enter the story? Can we enter the story? Now the baby's here. You're going to hear baby. You're going to be distractions. We want the baby to act like a baby. That's How many know that's okay? So baby's crying. If the baby comes, don't be like, <laughs> babies are going to be babies. So can we relax? About babies, stop like looking at the mother. Control your child. You know. Can we just babies? Babies are gonna be babies. Let there be babies. But you focus, amen. Focus, amen. Here we go. And I want like like 35, 40 minutes of, of focus. Are you ready? Can we do that? Okay. On the same day, evening has come. And desire, thank you for playing. Do you, do you isn't it is it okay that he plays? Because I want him to play. This is really rare. I get that like twice a year. Only twice a year do, because usually they're, usually recording musicians, when they're done playing, they're in the hallway. Like, until like, oh, the pastor is over. It's done. And then he rushes back. Sometimes they're, because they just, they're, prof they're professionals. They're artists. Artists don't want to give. They don't want to worship. They, I'm just a play. Sorry. I'm not getting into his business. But so this is a rare one. He's rare. He's rare. <laughs> rare. And you know, he and and I've I've preached long here and desire Pastor Humberto will can play for two hours, just like that, and it changes the 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 cadence of the message. It's really, it's really so. Amen. So can we just okay? Everybody say imagine. So evening has come. Jesus has been teaching all day, and he says, guys, let us cross over to the other side. Everybody say over. Okay, I'm a professor, and you know, I like so I like to to, re, to repeat. In fact, there is a, there's a benefit to actually repeating what I say because when you re, when you say it, your spirit hears you say it. It actually re, re increases retention. Amen. So 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 let's cross over to the other side. Now, when he had left the multitude, okay, that's good. Thank you, sir. And same day, so next verse, when he left the multitude, he took with him uh, along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him i had never seen this do you know what this looks like this is an entourage right jesus they, i bet you there were groupies everybody say imagine i want you to imagine can you imagining so jesus been teaching he says guys guys uh, guys can we just go over there and we know what he did he goes to the back of one of the boats to take a nap Meanwhile, there's an entourage, little boats. They were like, where's it going? Is it, so little boats, you know, so we don't know what happens to the little boats, by the way, in the story. <laughs> They're never mentioned again. So they were following him and <laughs> we don't know what happened. See, that's my imagination. I'm an artist. So excuse me, we're gonna, I'm going to take you to Dennis, Dennis's brain. Okay. All right, here we go. And Jesus is the Bible verse and 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 a and a great windstorm arose. I'm to say windstorm. Windstorm. That's the Greek word. It means light. But it's about to say lilaps. You'll never forget this if you just get this light. So lilaps. 
This is a storm that breaks forth. This is the Greek word. This is the one it means. From black thunder clouds with furious gusts, floods of rain, a fierce gale, the other word, a hurricane, in other word, a typhoon. This means 100 mile hour winds on a lake. I mean, oh, that's like crazy. That's like, <laughs> are you imagining? Are you imagining? So, 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 you know, again, here now, let, let me imagine, imagine with me. Jesus has been teaching. The Bible says if Jesus, if everything Jesus did was written about, there wouldn't be books to contain it. So do you know what these guys typically did in the, in the they would have done in the quiet days, quiet times? He, Jesus is sleeping. I can imagine that they're telling stories. Did you see that woman? Man. Okay, what was your favorite miracle? Uh, for me, for me, it was okay. It was, for me, it was the, that little girl. Little girl. Oh, no, no, no. No. The blind man. The blind man. No, no, no. No, what's your favorite, Thomas? Thomas is like, ah, uh, I doubt. I, I, I don't know which one, actually. I, was it real? Was it? It was because doubting Thomas, right? You know, that, that's my head. Okay, that's my head, you know. And so, so I can imagine. The, but I can imagine. Can you imagine that they're whispering, right? Jesus is sleeping. I would imagine they're trying to make sure. Hey, they're whispering. So, 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 Bible says it arose. Bible says arose. So, lilacs arose, which is what does that mean? Some is gnomai, the Greek word. Something that happens unexpectedly, catching one completely off guard. So, you can imagine that they were like. Blue, uh, black sky, clear sky, nothing, velvety, probably thousands of stars. Everything is okay. They didn't have weather apps to tell them, ah, forecast today, it's gonna be raining. So, and they were ardent fishermen. So if they, I guarantee you, if they saw clouds and it was gonna rain, they would have told Jesus, Jesus, can we just wait a little bit? Can we wait this out? It's a lake, it's gonna pass, not today. Today, clear and suddenly, the wind is picking up. They're like, man, how, how far along are we? Are we just, they're in the middle, you know? Well, the wind, wind's picking up, it's picking up. Hey, yeah, oh, it's, it's raining, it's raining. It's, raining. Yeah. it's gonna stop, it's gonna, oh wait, it's not stopping. The wind is getting more ferocious. And immediately I'm reading this, I'm thinking, wait, Jesus has this idea that leads his disciples right into a storm. Have you ever done everything God told you to do and hit a storm? They obeyed the instruction, let us cross over to the other side. They did what Jesus said, and there was lilacs. This, friends, after doing it 40 years, I've been saved 43 years, Jesus, I thank God. This is the most confusing thing for believers. How do you deal with when you do the right thing and lilacs happen? This is where Christians, 
Christians are okay when doing these miracles. My bills are paid. My kids are great. Oh, we're just hallelujah. We're on the front row. When lilaps happens, uh, hello, what happened here? This is where we get shipwrecked. Lilaps. And yet, most of us faith preachers, we don't want to talk about lilaps. This is a message I don't want to talk about. But after COVID, I'm thinking I should have talked about this a lot. And you stay with me. They didn't understand why lilaps came. Lilaps causes confusion, fear, rejection. Lilaps, <laughs> you know what it looks like? You pray, God, give me a woman, give me a woman, give me a wife, please. I need a wife, I need a wife. God gives you a wife. You're so happy. The whole church celebrates. Pastor blesses you. Confirmation process, hallelujah. God, is. this is the woman. This is the woman. Six months in, she has this brain headache. So you kind of like, you, you, pills, 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 pills. Praying, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you pray for her and then, it's getting worse. Let's go check it out. Doctor calls you. Uh, I need to see you both. Um, your beloved here. Something's wrong. I think she has six months to live. Lilaps. Everybody say lilaps. The thing that comes out of God gave me this beautiful woman. Lord, what is this? How many have been there? Lord, what, 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 is, what are you doing here? I don't, I don't get you. This is when, another example, this couple, 12 years being believing for a child. Jesus gives us a child. Jesus gives us a child. And finally, she's pregnant. They're so happy. Hallelujah. Everybody's been praying. Everybody's been, the whole church knows about, they're believing God for a child. So, hallelujah. She's actually pregnant. She's the story of the year. Baby grows, baby grows, baby grows. But this last ultrasound, last ultrasound, she goes in there and the doctor is like, you're not going home. We need to check. Something is wrong. There's extra fluid. There's extra sums. This baby, we have to choose between you and the baby, because one of you won't make it. Lilaps, you believed God. God brought you there. But in the midst of the miracle, Lilaps. Lilaps is a storm, are you ready for this? That doesn't care that you have Jesus. Some of you are like, what? What? Jesus? Uh -uh -uh -uh. This is not your message where you're going to be romantic about this. We're going to be raw. How many? You know, lilacs is like COVID. <laughs> COVID. How many know COVID didn't care if you were, if you were speaking tongues? I know, I know pastors, when COVID hit, they said, bless God. This is a plague from the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus, I want to anoint you all. I'm going to anoint you with oil. And, and the plague will not come to your house. So everybody lines up. Everybody lines up. And they're anointed with oil. 
Next thing you know, pastor is like, he can't breathe. He's, he's, on, he's on a ventilator. The man of God who said this thing, he's on a ventilator. Because Lilaps came. Lilaps did not, doesn't care. Lilaps will, li, the storm comes with Jesus on the boat. It does not care. This is, this is the tax man. This is, this is your company being sold. This is you failing that crazy exam that you knew you should pass. This is you getting that letter from the, what you call your immigration? Um, home office, yeah. Sorry, you have to leave 30 days. You're like, wait, 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 wait. You gave me the ticket, Lord. You opened the door. You sent me to London. Lord, what about all the miracles? All the miracles that got me here to England. Lord! Uh-uh. And the days are ticking. And you're thinking, what happened? How many have been there where you're thinking, what on earth happened here? Come on. Okay. Some of you, are, we're going to get there. You know, you're not being, you're like, no, in Jesus' name, I can't say that. Do, 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 you know, do you know sometimes that how, I'm, I'm, see, I'm learning to call it what it is. Do you, know, do you know sometimes we get superstitious? Superstitious meaning, no, you don't say what is, you know, somebody's coming. Somebody's like sneezing. He's really, really sick. Like, choo, choo. Are you sick? No, I'm not. I'm okay in the name of Jesus. I'm okay. No, you're sick. You got to say you're sick to get healed. No, you don't, don't, don't say that. It's, it's superstition. Now, I'm a faith guy. I've seen so many miracles. How many know Jesus heals? But how many know sometimes you need to call it a thing? Do you know why a lot of Christians died actually? There's been four, there were 400, one denomination, I won't call it, um, had 450 bishops die from COVID, which means thousands of members lost their pastors. The bishop is over several parishes. 450. The cause, the main cause, no, I'm not sick. I will not go check it out. No, I am okay. I have, this is not COVID. This, this, I'm not even calling COVID. They did not go check it out. By the time they went, it was too late. Amen. So if you go high blood pressure, stop pretending you haven't got it. No, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to. Well, if Jesus, hey, if Jesus wants to heal you, he's going to heal you. But until he does, you're not healed. You're sick. I got a friend, friend of mine, really dear friend, 7,000 member church in Sierra, Miami, falls dead, high blood pressure. Because when he was given the diagnosis and the pills, he said, nope, in Jesus' name for me, I'm okay. It's a, called a silent killer. I don't know what I'm talking about that. Maybe for somebody, if you've got it. And a lot of black people have it. We have proclivity to diabetes which proclivity means we're likely to get it. So do you know what I do? I watch the sodas. I watch the cakes because we like sweet. I like sweet. How many like sweet here? Oh, yeah. Sweet will raise your blood, your blood sugar levels very quick. And you can shorten your life unnecessarily. Take a time to walk around the block. Be fit. Try to fight. Jesus is going to give you health. Amen. It's good, but... If you don't, as a man sows, that also, whatever a man sows, that also shall he reap. 
You want to live to 80? Okay, act like you want to live to 80. I mean, you want to live to 80, but you eat like crazy. This is not super spiritual. This is just wisdom. Please take it. A lot of bla- a lot of us, and I know there's white friends here. You should, you should see how these guys eat. I'm like, is that all you're eating? Like, Give me some more, because I want some more. Like, no, I've had enough. You know, but they're very healthy. And, and so it's, uh, and we have, you learn your proclivities. Learn what's in your family line, you know. If your family has had mental illnesses, whatever, watch that. Pray against that, but also watch that. I mean, oh, faith without works is dead. Do you believe you want to, you want, do you believe health? You're going to be health, amen. Then have, you have to appropriate it with works. Attach works to faith or it's dead faith. Like what? God's going God's to promote me. Okay, he's going to promote you. Work hard. Get a skill. Go to show up. Do your job. Excellence. It's part of works. Faith. James says if you only have faith but no works, you have dead faith. A lot of people I know have a lot of dead faith. Amen? Are you upset with me? Okay, okay. I'm saying a lot of things that are just for this today, for us. Is that okay that we're honest? Amen, amen. Amen, okay, 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 okay. So Bible says, the boat is filling, but Jesus is where? But he was in the stern. Now, everybody say imagine. Remember imagine? How many know a 30-year-old tired man when he sleeps and it's not a very comfortable pillow, he's likely snoring? I think Jesus is going <laughs> So they're thinking What is wrong with him? A boat Hey, 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 water Water over there Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. Is he, is he going to wake up? When is he going to he's, he's, he's sleeping The boat is filling Do you know what this looks like? Can we do, use our two examples? The, the sister with the brain tumor the more you pray, the more you try to get free, the worse it gets. This is, you're praying for four months. Lord, please, you're fasting, praying. You do, And now that you go for, the, for a checkup, thinking the doctor is going to say, oh, it's reducing. The doctor says, ah, she's going to lose her blind her eyesight. Because the tumor is now affecting the optic nerve. This is, what, so this is what the boat is filling. Let's go to another example. Your letter, the letter from the home office. You're praying in Jesus' name. I'm not going. I'm not, this is, no. They send a reminder later, letter asking you to show up for your deportation. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, we're taking you back. This, oh, May 15th, you're like, in the name of Jesus, you, you, the boat is filling. Jesus, you've got Jesus. He didn't leave you. He's right there. But he's sleeping. Mm. Verse 38. He's asleep on a pillow. In America, we've got this my pillow guy who is just 
Amazing, amazing pillows. We've got wonderful pillows. Jesus is not in a my pillow. He's in a wooden thing. So they wake him up and they ask this question. Teacher. Now, first of all, everybody say imagine. Can you imagine who volunteers to wake him up? To wake him up? I, I imagine these things. Okay, okay, Peter. Peter, is it you? No, no, no. Peter is too rough. No, no. Don't, 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 Peter. Um, Thomas, you want to try wake him up? No, I doubt he's going to wake up. I doubt. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let's, Peter, Jesus. John, John. John, you're his friend. He's not going to be upset. Maybe, you know, sleeping, he's sleeping. So John says, hey, 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 teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You're sleeping. Okay, maybe you're going to be okay. You're God. But we, we're going to sink. And you know, <laughs> because lilacs makes you think you're going to die. Even with Jesus. You know, they should have said, you know what? We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> it makes you forget the plan. Jesus didn't say, uh, guys, let us attempt to cross over and mid lake, let us die. That was not the plan. The plan, let us cross over. They should have said, they should have rested in the plan. Can you imagine the news? They couldn't imagine. The news the following day, uh, Jesus decided, Jesus and his 11, 12 disciples, as they were attempting to cross the river, the lake, they died. That's what they're thinking. He's going to surely, really? He's going to die? No, they didn't. They forget all that. Because a good storm makes you forget. How many have been there? How many have been, how many of there were, God has been, it, it, it gives you amnesia. I've been, I've been there, I've been there. I've been like, God, you've been so good to me. Why do I forget? Because lilacs, lilacs, like comes, it's so ferocious, it makes you forget the last miracle. It makes you forget that God is a provider, is a good God, is an amazing God. He makes you forget all the songs, all the songs you sing. No, they just gave you a firing letter. They just told you, just fired you. In that moment, you're like, eh, good, you've abandoned me. What is wrong with you? I should have never come to London. Wait, wait, wait. All the miracles that got you here, all the miracles, you forget them because there's a new storm. New storm makes you forget the last miracle. Makes you forget that today I saw a blind man walk. Today I saw a lame man. And today I saw sorry, blind man see. Lame man walk. Today I, I saw a, a dead baby raised. Miracles so many. In that moment, they're going to die. That's lilacs. Makes you forget who you are. Makes you forget whose you are. Come on. Whose you are? I'm a king's kid. I'm God's son. I am I'm, I'm beloved of God. Lord, 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 I remember me. I remember. No, 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 no. Once it's, when it's hitting, the wind speak. 
the storm speaks. Every storm has a message in it. And it's a defiant message that tells you, you're, you're weak. You're dead. You're finished. Yes, you're finished. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. And we often listen to this message. So Jesus, now this is good. Are you ready? Jesus, verse 39. He arose. I bet you he gets up. He's like, what? What? What's wrong? And, 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 and he, so he immediately, immediately, 100 mile hour winds. He rebukes the wind. Says, you wind, you stop it. Rebukes the wind. And then he speaks to the sea. Okay, does it. Then we could talk for an hour about that. Just He speaks to the wind. And then he speaks to the sea. And he says, see, peace, be still. And a great calm. The wind seizes. There's a great calm. Great calm. And, and I bet you, I bet you, again, I'm imagining they're going like, because the storms, lilacs, typhoon, um, these winds, they bring water. They're drenched. They're probably going, <laughs> they're looking at him. He's probably also drenched. And verse 40, it says something that breaks me. This is all, this is, this is where, this is what I'm talking about today. He says to them, now, okay, how many know these are kind of unfair questions? Come on. Can we, can we, can we, can we be, okay. He says, why are you so fearful? How I many know that's really ridiculous? Why would you even ask that? I bet you one of them is, maybe Bartholomew says, did he just ask that? Did he just say, why are we scared? Jesus I think, he, I think one of them wants to say, ah, teacher, me. We're freaking out because we're going to die. That's why. Isn't it obvious? And then he asks a question. Next question. How is it that you have no faith? Uh -uh. This is not fair. I have a problem with this one. What do you mean we have no faith? We're going to die. Okay, okay. Now, here, now the scholar. Are you ready? Can, you, can we turn our brains on? The implications of these questions are you shouldn't have been afraid, which is ridiculous. How many agree? Ridiculous. The next question, what do you mean? You have no faith. So, 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 so wait, what is faith? Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, and, and, you shouldn't have woken me up. What? So, so what? We have no, because we, please, please, we're going to die. Wake up. We shouldn't have done that. We should have left you nap while we're perishing. This is the implication of this, 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 this. And are you ready? Why did you panic? Why did you forget the plan? Why did you, listen? Why did you listen to the storm? Why did you forget me? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? This is big. This is big. 
This is big. This is really big. Jesus defines faith differently. When I grew up being around Miracle Center and all these dreams, this this miracle miracle ministries, I thought faith, now listen to me, was the ability to wake Jesus up. Right? Eh, that man has faith. What does that mean? He wakes Jesus up. Jesus does stuff. Right? If you're lame, eh, we, we had people around uh, in the Pastor Kayanja's, you know, compound. Some of us, my, my, my friends, who had healing gifts, healing gifts. So when a blind man came, said, oh, take him to Frank. Frank is good at waking Jesus up because when you wake Jesus up, he stops stuff. He does miracles. I thought faith was the ability to wake Jesus up. When they say, oh, Pastor Ruben is a man of faith. What does that mean? Oh man, if you have a problem, come to him. Because it's good at Jesus is defining this differently. He's flipping it. He says, he's he's defining faith. Are you ready? The ability to still your soul in spite of crazy. The fact that they woke him up and he stopped this. He's not impressed. Okay, you woke me up, I stopped it. Oh, you're like, oh, we're happy, Jesus solved it. He's saying, no, 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 no. Guys, we have a problem here. First of all, you're freaking out because of a storm. Because uh, he, he, I would have expected he would have said, oh, guys, why didn't you wake me up sooner? The minute you saw the wind is when you should have said, Jesus, oh, Jesus, wind is coming, please. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. He shocks them by saying, you're too free, you're too, you're chicken. You're chickens, you're chickens. You're too afraid and then you don't have this ability to, to believe that because I'm in your boat, it will be okay. That you would never die because I am here. I am here. Faith, therefore, Jesus' definition. The ability to look at a ferocious storm and say, Storm, you bring it on. You bring it on. You bring it on. That's why that's why Paul says, Faith, we don't walk by by sight. We don't look at stuff and determine how we're supposed to feel. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. The just Romans just shall live by faith. Faith, the ability to, to steal your soul in the midst of calamity. When COVID's hitting, when the when the when you get the letter, the letter to say <laughs> It's okay to freak out a little bit to go, oh my goodness, what am I going to do here? But, but you get your wits about you. You remember, remember, my God is with me. My God is for me. This boat now does not, does not negate the reality of the storm. Does not say, I'm okay. Uh Uh-uh. It's being okay in spite of not okay you're in a funky place where things are not okay the man woman of faith 
has developed the ability to say though he slay me though he slay me though he slay me the Hebrew boys they arrested you know remember Shadrach Meshach Abednego they arrested they're going to be thrown in they make a profound statement which we never make today. Today we're like, no, God is going to save me. No, no, they said, even, okay, he's going to save him, save me. This is what I'm believing for. He's going to save me. But even if the outcome is not what I want, in the book of Hebrews, the hall of fame, we call it the faith hall of fame. Do you know there are those, and we preachers, faith preachers like me don't want to talk about them. There are those who believed, yet they didn't see. They also listed this faith that persists in, in spite of an oppositical outcome. You've got faith. You are sick. And you, you're diagnosed. The cancer spreads. And the cancer continues to spread. Yet you stand in faith. To the end, there are those that had faith that didn't even see. In our books today, the modern church, oh yeah, it didn't happen. You didn't have faith. Uh-uh. Faith is not, oh, this is so big. It has little to do with outcomes, in fact. I have faith in my God that is perfect. Can you say in spite of the craziness, you're perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways. Lord, you are perfect in all of your ways to me. Can you say it? Everybody saying, you're perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Now this perfection not based on the outcomes, but the fact that he is perfect. Because that's the only way, otherwise we're we're in trouble. Our do you know that about a third, a third of church churches have lost members? A third of churches worldwide because of COVID. Because where was God? Wrong answer. Wrong question. God was there because we see we expect, and this is a major flaw. We expect that because we are Christians, we're going to be insulated from craziness. That doesn't. It's nowhere. It's not promised anywhere. John 16, 33, in fact, Jesus makes the opposite. He says, in the world, you shall have tribulation. The Greek word is thlipsis. Everybody say, everybody say thlipsis. I want you to remember these words. It's like, I know they're Greek, but they're richer than tribulation. Tribulation means, means what? Hardships. Do you know what thlipsis means? It means situations so difficult that they cause one to feel stressed, squeezed, pressured, crushed. The Greek, the, the, the Greek picture is 
a man laying down and a boulder, a big rock being let down on him until it crushes him. Jesus is saying, I'll give you eternal life. I'll give you joy. Oh, and one more thing. You're going to have thalipsis. The modern church, you and me, faith. How many faith people do we have here? Faith church. Faith. Come on, faith church. Let me, let me see your hands. We have made a mistake. And our teachers, like me, have been, we owe, we owe you an apology. See, when I was a kid, you would never teach the garbage that I see on TV. Because if you're in Mokono, and the unemployment rate is 70%, you can't say, come to Jesus, he's going to make you happy. How many know you can't say that? Because it's not happy. The whole country is not happy. In fact, in many places when you come to Jesus, things get worse. We work in the Middle East where coming to Jesus is a death sentence. Where your family extricates you. Where you lose everything. We work in India where you, even if you're high caste, as a Christian you're low caste. You will forever be under. So you can't tell that person, Jesus is going to make you happy. Because there's no happy there. He's going to make things worse coming to Jesus. But faith transcends this. Jesus says, he said, but and he said, again, again, he said, okay, bring that up. So John 16, 33. I want them to see it. I want to say, is it okay if I talk like this? Are you guys ready? Shiloh ready for this? Okay. I have told you, oh man, this that you, oh no, give me, give me, give me King James. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. These things have I spoken to you that you may have peace. Okay. First of all, I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. He sets them up. He's going to drop a bomb. He's about to drop a bomb. And it says, oh, by the way, in this world, here where you live, where, there where I am, it's okay. But here, I have to remind you about something. You're going to have thalipsis, crushing pressure, stress, part of the package. And then he makes a crazy statement. He says, this is another crazy statement, be of good cheer. Which is like, wait, how can you say that and then you say be of good cheer? How can I say, hey guys, you're going to have pressure, but be, but be happy. There's no happy here. Be of good cheer. Why? Do you know what I want to read? Here's what I want to read. I want to read, be of good cheer. I will save you from it. That's what I want to read. That's what my teachers, my modern faith teachers. By the way, these are modern faith teachers. Not the guys we grew up with. Like I tell you, where we grew up, you could not say, Jesus is going to make you happy. You have the joy of the Lord you're still going to walk. You still will have one meal a day because the economy only provides. I never saw anywhere where Christians, because they're Christians, they have two meals a day. There's no such a thing. There's no such thing. So some of these teachings are for the West rich people because you don't teach that. It does not. But Jesus, he says, I have overcome the world. Do you know why you're happy? Not because there's no tribulation. You're happy because I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world.
I'll never forget when I think in my Cindy. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I was in my Cindy. I think it was my Cindy. And this woman comes up and she has this basuti, you know. The basuti is missing buttons. And really? If this was Santa Barbara, she should have stayed home. She had a reason to stay home because I don't have anything to wear. But you know what, this woman, she was holding her basuti like that. She was in church and we were dancing and she, she, was, she, she had to put up hands, put her hands up, but she had to change. Because if she let go, you know, she comes at the end and she says, Pastor Dennis, God is good. I'm thinking, mm, looking at you, it doesn't look like God is good. But she was declaring the goodness of God, not based on evidence, sight. God was good in spite of it all. This, as I began, Pastor Ruben, is first grade. The believer. This is, we never got taught. Guys, if you've been saved and you got saved in Uganda or Africa, you, they didn't even need to teach you this. Because life was teaching you. Because you came to church hungry. And for an hour you sing, hey, yeah, Mulunji. You, you, and you're like, He's not. My stomach says he's not. But you were bypassing your head and declaring the goodness of God in spite of your station. You were supposed to say, God, you was, God is good in, in spite of it all. This is what she's talking about. You shouldn't have freaked out. Don't be afraid. I am here. And the last verse, and then we'll stop here. And it says, Verse 40. And he said, okay, verse 40, verse, and the last one is 41. Uh, verse 40, yeah. And they feared exceedingly. <laughs> I mean, they're like, feared exceedingly and said to one another, what manner of man is this? What, what, who, this guy, we thought we knew him. Because we had seen him raise the dead. Wait, wait, we thought we, but, but this thing he just did? What? And here's what I say. You may have heard about Jesus the healer. May you have read all the stories. But until you're sick. Uh-huh. Until Abigail, ask Abigail if Jesus really heals. She will speak with a different conviction than the man who's just read about him. Until you have got a boss who wants you fired, you've never met Jesus the Deliverer. You've heard about him. But until you, and yet, and yet we live in a culture that's obsessed with removing discomfort. 
we will never see the glorious conquests of the Lord without stress, without pressure, without lilacs. Lilacs is a gift. Like, oh, come on, Dennis. You're, like, you're thinking, wait, wait, wait. Now, now you're, now you're, now you're, now you're stretching it. Uh huh. Uh huh. They had never seen this man until they were on the edge of extinction, on the edge of annihilation. They meet the man who speaks to the wind and the seas. He said, "Wait, even the wind and the seas." They would have never known. If this books, if this hadn't happened, we would have had a, a different gospel that speaks about he healed the sick. He no, 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 no. Now we can read that Jesus would can speak to wind. He can speak to the sea only because they came to the edge of. So if you're there, brace. You're going to see the wonders of the Lord. Brothers, sisters. Now I'll say this. This is a shocking statement. We are the first. The what today? The modern Western culture. We are the first culture in all of history that actually believes that life should be mostly happy. Cultures before us have believed this fact: life is mostly bumpy. So when you get a happy day, you just see. Drink wine, whatever. Go party, go have a, because another because a bump is coming. Today, do you know why there's high even suicide rates among even young people? Because I got betrayed. If you've never been betrayed, you've never loved. Because because humans are flawed. If you've never picked a flawed one, you've never picked any human. Pick enough humans, you'll, one of them is going to be flawed. Bad mangoes, yes. <laughs> if you've never been mango picking, you've never been even picked a bad mango. If you've picked a, yeah, you know, I've never, me, I've never picked a bad mango. Well, you've never been mango picking. We are shocked that somebody spoke ill of me. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. We are shocked that we didn't get promoted. Okay, these things show me this. You think, you meaning you, this culture, everybody you love is going to be amazing. You think every job you get will lead in a promotion. You think you're going to balance all your books, you're going to make enough money. You, th you think that and you expect that and you want that because, I, because of the way you behave when things don't go like you want. This is a setup. That's why we're set up for record suicides and record depressions and record anxieties because things that are otherwise okay for other generation before us, we're freaking out. We were in Alaska recently and we're, we're talking to this very old Alaskan man, an Eskimo. And he said, ah, oh, when 85% of 80% of the year this is all frozen. The ocean is frozen. We have to go out there, get some food. We're like, whoa, that's tough. In fact, we've been with Indians and Amazonians, whatever. We've, been, we've never met even the Maasai. I think these are the toughest indigenous people groups in the world. 
because it's freezing you, freezing like minus, minus. And they have to go out, get food. And I said, but you know, there was never a suicide. Like teenage, like, like depression, that's all new. I said, you know what, in Africa too. When I was a kid in Africa, uh, teenager kills himself. Did you ever hear that, Pastor Ruben? No. And did we have reasons to kill us, kill each other, kill ourselves? Many reasons. More, more than I got unfriended on Twitter. We go. We had. We had really big reasons to. But we never. Why? No. Life is tough. Life's tough. Today. Life is easy. It's supposed to be easy. So we're setting them up. In our family, in the Sempewa household, we talk about this. We don't need to teach our kids how to dream. They're going to dream. They live in America. Oh, of course, America, land of the free. They're going to they're catch the dreaming thing. Do you know what we teach them? You better brace for that day.